Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst, the Deep End High Stakes podcast gets underway right now. It is May, May 10th to be specific. Here in Western New York, much of the Northeast, it is the, the first week of summer almost, Adam. Like we're at 80 degrees today, and I'm uh, taking advantage sitting outside here in Grand Island, New York, Niagara Falls, Canada, over my right shoulder. Adam, not at the lobster roll tonight in plush studios powered by Draft Sharks. We are going to talk best ball stacks as the best ball tournaments, underdog, FFPC, well underway, the football guys underway, main event pretty soon. Also, a couple of situations, interesting situations around the league. And at the beginning, talk about pros versus Joes, as we'll be back in that field this year, both very excited so um, feel free to drop in questions or comments on YouTube or for the future that way. Listen on Spotify and do that. So let's get going, Adam. Welcome to the deep end. Oh, yeah. I Did mean, the sharks uh, make, make an appearance. Of course, of course they, they did. did. I missed it. Especially, I, I see them. I see them jumping in the background there too. Uh, some shark fins <laughs> in the water. I did not see the sharks this time for some reason. I don't know. M- must be must be the end of the internet connection out there. I don't. I don't know what's what's going on. You think? That could be right. <laughs> Maybe we should start again. No, 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 no. All right. Nice to see you. I'm excited to be in Pros versus Joes again. Uh, our second year doing that as a team. And I thought it'd be fun to look at last year's draft. We picked first in that thing. I think it's fun to look at. You, you go back three or four years, maybe you can't even really sort of process it. But a year ago, you can easily see what could have been situations, you know, maybe mistakes or maybe just bad luck. But that was a fun night, and we looked good for a while. Yeah, we did. We looked uh, – I'm going to pull up the board here. Yeah, we did. Did we look good for a while? I don't know. I think we looked good until McCaffrey went down. I don't know. I don't know, but. Oh. Week three. We looked good until week three. It's just, oh, man, I hate looking back on old drafts that what could have been. It's like a love lost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we started. one. We had the 101, and I insisted on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and uh, you you would have been okay with Kelsey there, if I if I remember that correctly. Yes. But it wasn't like I had a problem with Christian McCaffrey at one. I don't even have a problem with him at one this year. <laughs> um, and then, so Aaron, and then we came back around. And this is FFPC, right? So this is tight end premium. It's not super flex. I love that we're at a point in life where we have to remind people that it's not super flex. That's what I, that's mm-hmm. where I want to be in life because that super flex is a thing now. Um, but You, wanna, uh, you are a, a super flex loyalist. Ooh. But I do. I think. Are you not? I mean, you. I uh, am. No, I. I, I, you I definitely are. Am. love it. I am. I think drafts are more interesting this way. There's really much less strategy in super flex for quarterbacks. I mean, you. We've been in them together. You just they just get pounded right away. Yeah. Here, there's a little bit more of an art to it. Wouldn't you agree? Like, jump early, Mahomes or Allen, and maybe round three, or then that next tier. It's more like tight end tends to be. I don't know. I know why people like Superflex. I don't not like it, but I do like the – there's a little bit more strategy, in my opinion, this way. Yeah, I think it depends on what type of – like if you're in a um, – if you're in a type of league where you have to start th- three receivers uh, and maybe it's tight end premium, but it doesn't even have to be tight end premium. If you're in a league that's tight through receivers now – I mean, you're still hitting quarterback early, but you know you could also hit receiver early. Uh, if it's best ball, you could also hit running back early because you know receivers. Uh, you can find a lot of touchdowns in the mid rounds with with receivers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still you're you're right. Quarterbacks do go really early and best in superflex as they should, but I just like the idea of 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 valuing the most important position in sports. So. Um, yeah, maybe there's another way, but, um, so yeah, so we went McCaffrey at the one Oh one. And then when it came back around to us at the two twelve, we took, 
Aaron Jones and Kelvin Ridley at the 212 and 3-1. At that point, Jones was going what? Like, was it Jones or Ridley that was going four or five picks higher at that, at that point? I I think they both were. The way both I remember were, that, yeah. and we could watch it back if we, if we wanted, but it felt like Jones was kind of obvious and then Ridley too. Um, why did they get pushed down? Like, I don't I don't know if I could answer that question right now. Like who pushed them down? Um, maybe Michael Thomas, maybe Edwards Hilaire. What was Edwards Hilaire? Yeah, it was it was it was last Edward, year. So. Yeah, Edwards Hilaire, he was going at the two three turn. Um, Joe Mixon sometimes was going in, in, in the third round. Michael Thomas, definitely. Michael Thomas was going in the third. This was obviously before the um him, you know, saying that he wasn't gonna play or whatever. So um, so that was yeah, he was going in the third round. So yeah, there was some guys that jumped up that normally weren't there. Gibson, maybe a little bit too. So, um, but yeah, so we went Jones and Ridley. And then we probably made our wor- worst pick. I mean, Ridley killed us anyways, because, you know, he had said to sit out most of the year, but um, Jones is probably our worst pick just from a, you know, a performance standpoint. He was hurt a lot. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Yeah. Sorry. At the four or five turn mm-hmm. there. Um, he was hurt a lot, but when he when when he played, he wasn't he wasn't very good. Is Cooper Cup plus Air better than yes? Whoever else might have been available as a tandem ADP wise at receiver? Well, maybe maybe not. No, no, we, because Jamar Chase Jamar was Chase. The right. Jamar Chase, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if we go Chase Cup, it still might not. I mean, we still might have won the whole thing, you know. But um, right. But yeah, to, to basically have air with Ridley and air with Julio Jones on back-to-back picks, you know, Ridley is couldn't obviously you couldn't see that coming. But um, but yeah, we would cup at the five, at the five-one. I really liked our, our our start as far as build. You know, two court two running backs early, got those out of the way. I like doing that in best ball, and then we just pounded receivers. Um, and I think we were feeling good to that point. I think you know uh, the Rams were one of my teams I liked. And we'll talk about stacks later, but for 2022, but 2021, the Rams were a, a, a team that I was, I, I was on a lot in the off season. A couple things about this. So going backwards, 901, Matthew Stafford. And I remember, I think I remember being a little bit annoyed about Hertz. We wanted Hertz could have gone Hertz Stafford, 812, 901. Instead, Mike Williams, who was fine. Yeah. And then Stafford ended up at Justin Fields at, 10 12 remember that like having some hurts angst in that moment and really how do you remember this and also i want to know like sort of how you are thinking about this this year i mean high stakes drafts well underway most people who are turning to us tonight aren't looking for recaps of last year's drafts but there might be a lesson in this i think wide receivers like we did picks three four five seven and eight five by the first eight rounds was kind of the objective. Like it was more, I don't know, more, but certainly was something, you know, any any good drafter is processing like how they want to build it. And I think we wanted that. With McCaffrey and Jones, we probably felt like we had three running backs in value, at least at that point. You've got to to sort of count on those guys to smash. So fill it out with wide receivers after that was the plan. Um, I think you remember it that way. It sounds like you do. And is it that way for you again this year? Yeah, I think it depends on where we, on where we select. I mean, there's not, not a lot of running backs that we can count on for one and a half or two running back. You know, that's McCaffrey. That's, it can be a healthy Derrick Henry. So sometimes it was, you know, it can be Jonathan Taylor a little bit last year, but there are very few running backs each and every year that can do that. Eckler had some, had some spots last year, but, um, yeah, if you're picking the middle of the draft, even if you get, you know, a, a guy this year, like maybe in the middle of the first round, you're not necessarily counting on him unless, unless it's McCaffrey, you're not necessarily counting on Najee Harris for two running backs worth of, worth of, um, points. So I think it really depends on where you're at. I, like I said, I prefer to go running back early and kind of often, um, in these best balls. But if like, like, like you said, if you've got two or three, running backs in two with McCaffrey and Jones, then I think you can afford to, to kind of pound receiver there. And we, you know, I think we did better later on too, but getting those, 
getting those running backs, those 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 premier handcuff backs. You know, we got Pollard in the eleventh, Madison in the twelfth, and then we uh, took a shot on Ramondre Stevenson. He had some really good weeks. So Pollard and Madison both had some really. I mean, Pollard had a thousand yards last year. They both had some really great great weeks for us. Unfortunately, not having McCaffrey, Ridley, Julio Jones, Jerry Judy for half the year. I mean, this team was. You know, I love pros versus Joes, and I and I and I hate not having basically not paying attention to it after week four, knowing that half our team's gone. Yeah, the feedback we got. So, wh- who did we watch? Was it uh, Farrell Elliott, Eric Balkman? We watched somebody's review of this thing, and you and I both, maybe it was two different shows, heard like in terms of the people watching and commenting, they loved us until the middle, and I had a flashback to this to to that the last draft we did with Billy Muzio where like we were, I loved it until the middle, like Billy's telling me every pick you made, I would have made exactly, exactly the same pick. And then I think I made it maybe went a little bit sideways. That's not to say that we necessarily did that here, but that was some of the feedback like Pollard and Madison and even Stevenson. I know some people are just listening. Tony Pollard at 11 Madison at 12, 12 Ramondre Stevenson at 14, 12. We probably could have, done better i don't know if you know who it would have been because you can't really cherry pick like that but somebody that you would have expected to have more of a consistent role maybe that's devin singletary uh from last year daryl henderson obviously worked out huge yeah he went at 1203 but you know the style there because you just did a draft and was it this draft with billy where you again picked pollard and madison uh i took I don't think I took Pollard. I took Madison and I took uh, J- James Cook with the same type of. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 money on Pollard. I do take Pollard a lot still, um, because I want you know I want I don't want just a handcuff back that's going to get me nothing. Like get me you know, RB three numbers. I want a handcuff back that can that's as. I mean, there are handcuffed running backs that are as good as the starter. I mean, people don't want to sit. I mean, maybe some people want to admit, but with Alexander Mad, there's never there's never a loss when Madison's in there. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Madison's an RB one, top three, like multiple weeks. Pollard rushes, you know, for a thousand yards. The problem, I mean, Pollard, Pollard was even more incredible because Zeke still didn't. You know, the guy was limp hobbling around out there playing, and Pollard's the one who got hurt. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like plantar fasciitis or something. Uh, they are but, they are different from each other, right? I mean, they are different from each other. Pollard got plenty of usage, and Madison was really only in the case of injury. Yeah, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager is uh, that one oh, was a miss. Fifteen oh one. Yeah, but Diami Brown. Yeah, Diami Brown. That's right. And for oh. people, this this is this is an eighteen round best ball slim. So there's no defenses, no kickers. It's only eighteen rounds. I think it is. I think it's twenty rounds this year, maybe. Um, okay. Which I like a little bit better, but but yeah, no, so, I I really like this team and and the. The possibilities would have been great, but we'll never know with all the injuries and the, the bad luck with Calvin Ridley. We'll talk about the strategy again once we get slotted. Two quarterbacks here, three tight ends. You know, it kind of depends on how you do it. We didn't pick the quarterback early, but with Stafford, it worked out. Justin Fields was a, was a difficult year. By the way, before you close this, if you can scroll yeah. up to the names of the teams. Yeah. Do you know who won? Ooh, I know. I feel like... Silva was competing for the entire grand prize. So what was it? Was it him? No, he was. You're right. He was. If you go to the bottom of his draft, Team 11, Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Uh, talked about him on WGR today. If he happens to be watching, he might want to know that. Who is the pick that's covered up by the sponsored by Draft Shark, Draft Sharks tag? Do you know? Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson. Patterson was winning him this tournament for a while. But he did get run down. Let's see. Why would that have happened? Go up to – there's Fournette. Um, well, is it – no, Akers, Mahomes, Montgomery, Deion. He no. lost Jackson. He lost – who was his backup quarterback? He had Lamar Jackson, who didn't play the last five games. He had Lamar, Sam Darnold, and Cam Newton. Yikes. Ouch. Like he got zeros. Oh, oh yeah. Right? That probably yeah, – yeah. that cost him the league. He got zeros at quarterback. I mean, how was he to know? It's funny he had Darnold because he was always ragging on Darnold, uh, Evan. Actually, Team 10 won. Jeff Tirabasi, one of the Joes, won. Oh, there's Billy at nine. Yeah, there's Billy at nine, yep. So the Burrow, how do you you like that? Another Burrow team won big money. I know. 
Burrow. So Both we started with guys, top, main Diggs, event. Chubb, Lamb, Moore, Higgins, Goddard. It's funny. And best ball is the interesting thing about best ball, man. You you don't have to have the best players. You just need the, your players to be healthy and to do well, like average to to good. Like you know, no one. He didn't have the the Cooper Cups. He didn't have the the big time players that that went absolutely crazy. Um, he just had solid, consistent, good players. Uh, J- Jalen Waddle was was his guy, I guess, in round ten. Yeah. Did he have a third tight end? Uzama. Uzama had a few weeks. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did have a few weeks. It's a, yeah, that's right. On prime time, that's where I remember. But uh, he had Daryl. He got lucky with Daryl Henderson in the twelfth round. You know, um, making up for, for for the Cam Akers injury. So yeah, I mean, nothing crazy. But uh, yeah, that's that that that's just how how it goes. And his players stayed stayed healthy, fairly healthy. I mean, Chubb was hurt for a little bit, but you know, you get a couple of good weeks from Damian Harris and Daryl Henderson was awesome most of the season. So. That's it, man. We're going to talk about stacks. I wonder if, and, you know, full credit to Jeff, if his stacks, you know, like a, two two players winning a scramble, there was a Bengals week and then a Dolphin week and then a Bengal yeah, and then a Dolphin, course. and you had the Bengals at the end. I mean, you can't plan for that. We're drafting now. We don't even have the schedule yet, or most of it. Right, them. right. But he had, you know, this is the way to play it in a tournament. Who, who wouldn't play it this way? You try to build those stacks. Burrow. Even Pirine, Higgins, Uzama. That fell nicely, especially for without having Ch- uh, Chase or Mixon. And then Miami, he's on Tua, Waddle, and Gesicki. Yep. Yeah. Congrats. He won. I don't know if he won the overall, but he won uh, this league right here. Okay. Enough about last year, right? Thank you, Darren Armani, for having us back this year. It was announced today on Twitter. It's such a great tournament. It was really my uh, foray into this whole field was getting invited to pros versus Joe's meeting Chris Lambert and Lenny Papano. And then the draft shark stuff. That's uh, it's been, it's one of my favorite things about my life is having these connections and getting to play in in these, uh, these events. I love it. We're coming for it this year, by the way. Yes. Put us anywhere. Although I'm sick of 12. (laughs) Yeah. Don't put us 12 for God's sake. I'm so sick of 12. I'm just, I cannot (laughs) get out of the bottom here. Uh, what's the best draft? Slot? What's your favorite? If you were drafting tonight in the football guys, what number if you thought about it? What number would you want? Interesting. I would like, um, one, two, three, four, five. I wouldn't mind five or six. I think I like it to be in there. Cause a, just from a, uh, like a drafting full drafting perspective, you can take any value that drops, right? That's picking at the ends is fun, but uh, cause you can, you know, if two guys follow you that you love, you can grab both of them and you can double tap positions. You can get, you know, the top players if you have the number number one pick, but picking in the middle of the draft makes it easier to, if any value drops, you can snag it. And this year, like I really like McCa- Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, that's the top two backs. And then I really like the three receivers there. You got with Justin Jefferson, Cooper cup, um, who am I missing? Jamar chase. And then with the tight end premium, I, I still like, Travis Kelsey. So if I can get one of those guys, um, I I like I like my chances. I like I like to start that way. So I'd say the top five or six picks, and then after that, I don't like it at all because you know it's a lot of the same for for me at least for the next round and a half. If I'm at six or seven, I'm happy too. I'm rooting for Jefferson or Chase or Cup to make it, and that's my order. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. I mean, we've seen each of those guys go top two or three in drafts. And I think a lot of people feel like they're the real value. Eckler is, you know, he he's not uh, a reach at all. The numbers no. say quite the opposite. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't I don't know if I want to do it. And it could come down to what, what the portfolio looks like, right? But I'm never on Henry. No, uh, or Harris, Najee Harris, really. Um, if I'm at eight or nine and I'm frozen out of those first guys, Adam, I'm not happy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not out on Harris. I still like the volume that, that he gets there. I, you know, but you know, I haven't had to make this decision yet in the FFPC. I haven't really gotten into my big time draft volume yet. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to Mark Andrews in that area either at this point. Like, I feel like he's a super safe pick. 
I mean, he never had more than like 80 something targets, I think before last year where he went crazy, but why is that going to change this year? You know? So um, he's only the most talented receiver on there or receiving weapon, um, you know, with, with uh, Marquise Brown gone. I mean, I love, I love Bateman, but Hey, that's, that's a nice little stack option too. A little, a little Bateman and a little Mark Andrews. That's a good one. We're talking stacks here next. I feel like I'm watching the show as you're talking and my camera cannot figure out what to do. It has no idea. In the year year 2022, I mean, there's really, we're still not, but it cannot figure out what to do with this light. We suppose. Do you, do you feel like the camera is at fault for not knowing what to do with the light or is it sort of a problem where you can't blame the camera? No, of course the camera's at fault. Okay, it's 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 <laughs> Mike. We, we supposedly sent a rocket to the moon like Suppo- eighty just, years ago. Okay, and we can't get a camera that could show. <laughs> we, we supposedly can't get a camera. In we supposedly sent a rocket to the moon eighty years ago. <laughs> That's what I heard, but we can't get. But my remote, my my internet goes out. My remote control struggles to change the. T- Come on, unbelievable. All right, let me just try to turn this a little bit, see if we can save <laughs> us, because it's got to be distracting. The moon right there, the sun right speak, there, it's all speaking happening. Of, speak, speaking of the moon. There speaking of the moon. <laughs> I don't see anybody up there. Nobody's on. No one's been there plane. forever. I got a plane over here. <laughs> all right, thanks for putting up with the uh, conditions, which are 71 and gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, stacks, so... Oh, where, where was I where I was asked about? <laughs> I love this. I have become a huge fan of Joe Ostrowski. He's on our WGR show every Thursday at 3.30. Get him on Eastern. the show. Come on. Get him in here? Get him in here. Let's talk. Oh, I, you want to? Yeah, let's talk over-unders. Let's talk. Once once the schedule comes out, that's what, that's what I want to talk about. Right. Okay, not right now, but maybe like next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think he, I, I would like to think he would uh, be happy to. I love so that. he is the host of BetQL Daily. And I was on his show to talk about something, the Bills probably. And he mentioned, because he knows a little bit about me from having been on with us since August. And he mentioned uh, high stakes fantasy. He's like, so who are some stacks? And <laughs> I feel like I choked a little bit. Because I was trying, you, you can't just say Kansas City. This is before Tyreek Hill was traded. You can't just be like Kansas. You know, you want to try to get Patrick Mahomes. I'm doing yeah. a Sigmund here, a Sigmund tribute by leaning in and talking like this. I'm such a Sigmund Bloom fan. You, you, <laughs> you want to try to get mic. the mic's got to be hanging from like up, here? up here somewhere. No silly hat, but we love you, Sigmund. So <laughs> you want to try to get Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill? I, really? Good Thanks, idea. Mike. Thanks for being on. Good. So I go the Bears. Ooh. And that's all you said. The no, ba- it's, the it's not. No, it's not. It's not all I said. Like Denver is pretty. I think Denver is one of the more popular high stakes player stack goals. You know, you're trying to, if, if Wilson works out at the right time and Judy, and then, okay, maybe Sutton, even maybe Patrick, okay, Okwebunum, AKA Alberto, you know, fine. Uh, that's sort of one where you don't have to pay up for quarterback. How do you, what's your first thought when it comes to stacking? Like, I know you let it come to you and see what the tiers are, but when, when you're in the, at, say at the end of the first round and you're picking between wide receivers, are you thinking in that moment, which quarterback am I likely to get? I think I do that more in super flex. If I'm torn between a couple of quarterbacks, like I probably, I'm going to be doing a lot of super flex tournaments this summer. Uh, and I feel like, you know, when you want to diversify the portfolio, as far as uh, what players you keep, you keep taking and you keep taking the other night, we did one with, with Billy Musio over at the FFWC. And uh, we did a, uh, one of their uh, super flex best ball tournaments over there. And I had to decide between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson if Hopkins wasn't hurt, or sorry, if Hopkins was, wasn't suspended, I would have definitely gone um, Murray, but I ended up going Lamar because I liked the rushing upside, and I thought I could get the the, the stack easier. Well, I ended up with, um, I think, no Ravens, maybe. Again, because you took Bateman out, out from under me. 
Right. And then I ended up with like four Cardinals. So it's like, man, I probably should have gone Murray. I should have, but it's hard to tell it. The one Oh six, what the hell's going to happen the rest of the draft. So, um, so that's, so no, generally I'm not, I'm not thinking about it that, that early. Um, how, how about you? I mean, maybe, um, I'm, I'm going to follow your lead, but Denver has been one. It was the, again, with Billy, the Monday night draft we did a couple of months ago where I wanted to, you want to fall into them. I think, I mean, maybe that's not, you know, your, your primary goal in these drafts, but you don't want to leave without them in a tournament. Do you agree with that? I mean, do you feel like you're a little bit already sort of dead on the vine if your draft ends in a tournament and you don't have, I mean, even like a double, I mean, just, you know what it yeah. is? You, you have more experience than I do. I mentioned this, just equipped about this earlier. Have we talked to somebody who's won big this year or last year that didn't have Joe Burrow starting in the, you know, whether it's best yeah, he's, ball or he's not? been kind of the, the popular guy there. We looked at that pros versus Joe's draft, which team won Burrow. Football guys was Burrow. Main event was Burrow off waivers. Right. That helped. So that doesn't mean it's going to be Burrow again. Right. But quarterback being maybe the the common denominator on the championship teams, at least very small sample. Maybe I'm, you know, stopping short here, but uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Yeah. And I think that's the purpose. So when we talk stacks and tonight I wanted to talk about some, some cheap stacks because cheap stacks are easier to, to, to get. Right. I mean, we could talk about Denver. I mean, and Denver isn't super expensive, right? Cause you got, you got, you got Judy, you got Sutton, you can get those guys in the kind of the mid, the mid rounds. Um, but like, it's harder to get more expensive stacks because, you know, even if you want like the Kansas city stack, I mean, you're using a first round pick on Kelsey. You're using uh where's, where, where's Juju going? Juju goes in the sixth, sixth, sixth round, you know, and then you got sky in the ninth round. And then what if you miss out on Juju? You know, what if you miss out on Mahomes in the fourth round? Like, in Mahomes and Juju are going in the same round. So it's like, it's a little bit trickier to get those expensive stacks. Um, but so I like to focus on like, hey, what are some of the cheaper stacks that I that, that I like? And because then you, then you can plan it out and you don't have to even start with that in the f- first round, right? So so one of the stacks I've, I've really liked so far in the best ball drafting world is the giant stack. Mm-hmm. Because I really like... You know, Dable coming in there as the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Just Dable's competent. They didn't have any competence there last year. I mean, you're looking at so this is FFPC best ball ADP. We're looking at Kadarius Tony at 10-4, Galladay at 13-2, Shepard is free at 18-5, Ricky Seals Jones is free at 18-9, Wandale 19-2, and then you got Daniel Jones, your quarterback at four, at 14.5. So that's an entire stack you can get 10th round or later that, you know, if you, if you don't get one piece to that, fine, but you can get, you know, and and, and you don't want all those pieces, I'm sure. But if you can get like a, if you can get the Tony Galladay, Daniel Jones, and maybe even an FFPC, get Ricky Seals Jones for free as they're starting tight end with the vacated targets there in the the 18th round. I mean, that is going to, it's not just some, garbage offense that's not going to produce points that you're wasting picks on this offense could be significantly better than it was last year and the stack is free almost so um that that that's one of the stacks that i look at and say i don't care what i do in the first nine nine rounds uh this is a stack that starting round 10 if i can get tony maybe even i reach round nine um i can if i can get tony i can start that, that giant stack First of all, too soon. Some very bad bare knuckle memories with the Giants. <laughs> too I, soon. I did. I, it's still only May. I'm not ready to talk about the Giants. <laughs> I, I, I think the NFC East is very interesting. I wouldn't say Chicago on Joe's show anymore, but <laughs> the Giants are on my list. So is Philadelphia, maybe more obvious. And so is Washington, even because I think Carson Wentz is at the last, you know, saloon here. And he's got McLaurin, who's great. Maybe Dotson works out. Maybe even Curtis Samuel works out. And who knows? With Logan Thomas, too, that could be like a big play offense. So I like that. But And and Philly is everybody's new favorite with A.J. Brown there, I think, you know, talking about. But that's, ex- 
but that's expensive. Like, I feel like that's an expensive stack more. Right. Expensive. I mean, AJ Brown's in the third, you know, and then, and then if you miss out on, you know, I mean, in FFPC, it's nicer because you can get the tight end there really with, with Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's probably Goddard might be the number one player that you want in that stack. You're probably going to want Goddard because um, he's going to be the more consistent. Whereas you might get a, you know, an, an eight and eight AJ Brown week. And then you get, you know, a week where it's somebody else. Maybe it's a Miles Sanders deep, deep ball, deep um, screen pass or something. Like that's a little bit harder um, than it would be to get kind of one of these cheap or cheaper stacks. I, I want to talk about Saquon Barkley here because I think Barkley may or may not be the key of that Giants equation. Like they, I think, would have traded him, but they didn't. They might want to trade Tony. The fact that Jones' fifth-year option was not picked up is is one thing that worries me about this because before that happened, that was right before the draft, I was right with you, bare-knuckle, scar tissue notwithstanding. I was like, <laughs> let's go. I mean, all the reasons you said. Galladay is super cheap. I mean, Galladay is good. Maybe now there's new motivation and he wants to play. But Jones is far from proven, and – they were willing to let him walk, you know, after this season, the franchise tag, but no, no commitment to say the least. And if you don't have the quarterback, where does that leave you? Tyrod Taylor, the backup, I think in a, like a draft sharks invitational, you could also add Tyrod Taylor maybe, and sort of reinforce that giants idea. I don't know. I'm not too scared of the Tony noise, but, what do you think about like how Barkley factors into that idea of yours? Yeah. I mean, he could, you know, put a, a, a wrench into it, so to speak from a, from a stack perspective. If you're, if you're leaning, you know, if you're leaning with just the, the receivers there, but, um, but I think, listen, you could even start it with, 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 with him started with him in the third, you know, I mean, Barkley sometimes goes in the, in the mid second, but, Maybe that's where you're like, you know what? I'm going to take Bart. You get to gets to your pick mid second or early <laughs> third. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to take Barkley now. And I'm going to, and now I'm going to start to focus on the giants. Once it comes later, a little later on Barkley. I mean, we, we've talked about Barkley a ton already, and we're going to talk about him a ton more. Cause we're really, you know, trying to push, show the excitement that we have for him. Like he got hurt a couple times. Well, at the beginning of the year, they were easing him in. Um, once they let him loose, he was, he was good. He was fine. You know, a couple big catches, I think, in the, the Falcons game that showed his explosiveness. Maybe even, maybe even the game-winning touchdown. Um, he was awesome, and then he had that unlucky ankle injury. And after that, it, you know, the, the high ankle sprain. It, you're never going to be the same generally the rest of the year. But it, even at the end of the year, he was okay. So I really like Saquon Barkley this year. But the Giants stack later, a little later on. I don't think they're going to bench necessarily Daniel Jones unless he's terrible. And I don't think he will be. I think Dayball. Um, I think Dable is going to like what he sees in Daniel Jones. He's very, you know, he's, he's sneaky at athletic. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think Dable has a plan for him for, for sure. I think they built around, I don't want to say they built around him, but they didn't pull a Justin Fields bears. Like you were saying, where they just didn't add anything and hoping, you know, it's almost like they're hoping fields fails. I don't think that's the case in New York. I think if Daniel Jones balls out, they could certainly, depending on, I mean, if he balls out, they might win the division. They won't have a top pick, but. Um, I think they just want to keep keep their options open. I think that was the only reason why they passed on that fifth round, uh, fifth year uh, tender there. It's risky. I mean, it's it's new management. The Bears, with their old management, said no to Trubisky. It's a little bit different. Like you knew that was for certain. All right, so I got I got, I got one more cheap one, Mike. Too, if you all want right. To... I want to throw one at you. Oh, do it! So throw one at me. So the Giants had the fifth pick in this draft. Oh, I want no. you to rank in terms of best ball stacks the teams that picked one through four because they're all at least a little bit interesting jacksonville okay. detroit houston and the jets okay is this based on uh not cheapness but just like effectiveness of the stack i, I think price maybe detroit's a little bit higher or the jets but zach wilson isn't going very high golf either they might be about the same i, I haven't looked i'm not looking at it but yeah i so I almost put the Lions down on my on my list because I love what they did there. I love the, all the skill position guys. Their O line was their O line going into last year was supposed to be really really good and it got banged up. I think their center Frank R- Ragnot maybe it was yep. 
their center that was lost for the year. Like they have a really good O line and they have really good weapons. But the problem with them that I see from a stack perspective is there's just so many of them and there's just so many unknown. Like is is is, is it gonna be DJ? Is DJ Chark? How involved is he gonna be? He's pretty talented. You know, we don't we don't know a lot about um you know, you know Hawkinson, you know me. I would love Hawkinson last year. He was fine, but you know, he's going as tight end seven. This year he's going in the fifth round. Like, do I really want to take and I'm on Ross St. Brown is going in the fifth round. So then I'm like, well, I need both of them to make the stacks as successful. And if I get one and not the other, now what? Well, you know, but can I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. I think you have to plant a flag on one of those two guys, depending on your tight end opportunity in your draft. And then you got to, you got to dump the other one because there are good receiver options in shark and Jamison Williams. You got to get past sort of this noise about Williams and how the, the not wanting to play there where, yeah, how the off season has started, but, I don't. Th- I don't think you. You said it. I mean, I don't think you can really do both of those guys. And you're a little bit obvious too. Like you have to get to golf, so you probably take golf around early, yep. at least to make sure you get you get that stack. That's a thing too, right? With these cheap ones, like you can't miss out on the quarterback. Correct. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the whole the whole idea is having the quarterback for any stack, really. I mean, who? What is an actual stack? Like we call, I'll call, you know, George Pickens and Chase Claypool a mini stack, but is you know, without the quarterback, is it even that? You know what but, that is? That's on the like the ninety nine cent menu. Of stacks. <laughs> I love the ninety nine. It's not. Menu. It's not the Wendy's triple. <laughs> but it's the little I love the stack. Wendy's triple too. <laughs> it's the little it's the little stack, you know. There might not be lettuce on it or there's ketchup, but maybe that's yep. it. Yep, yep. But uh but so you're probably not wrong that you have to plant your flag on one of them, but I just don't want to. I don't I don't want to do that. So I'm probably it's gonna be harder for me. Look, I'm gonna I would rather have golf and maybe like like a weapon falls to me. Uh, fine, but I'm not going to consider that like a stack, like a, you know, like a golf DJ Chark or even like a, if I, if I go, I'm on raw, I have, I'm on raw say Brown. Great. But I'm not going to plan an Alliance stack, but I'll take golf later, later on. Um, so, but I'm not going to target. I wouldn't consider that a targeted Lions stack. So I would say the Lions though, to me are, are, are probably the most exciting out of the ones that you said. Texans, no thanks. Um, who, who are the other ones? Jets and who else? Jaguars. I almost put the Jaguars on here too, but I just don't have any answers for the receiving core. Who's it going to be again? Like, you know, they have a guy they paid like $25 million a year to Christian Kirk. That is, he, I don't even think he's that, that good. You know, Evan Ingram. I love Evan Ingram. To be honest with you, I've been drafting Evan Ingram and I've been drafting a ton of Trevor Lawrence. So if you want us to call that, call that a stack. Fine. I love that. But I just feel like, you know, they have new coaching that's probably competent, but who I just don't know be, what to do there. Who would be the receiver on Jacksonville? There's the makings of something there. Lawrence, yeah. Ingram, you can't get to Kirk or you don't want him. Who's the receiver that's not Chenault that fits at the end? Who is the third guy? I don't know. Was it? Was it DJ Chark? <laughs> it might have been before, but it's not. Like, yeah. I'm looking like, that up because I think that name should be, we should know it. I know. Uh, I just, Marvin, I, Marvin Jones. Zay Jones. Oh, that's, that's Jones. right. And, Mar- and, and Marvin Jones, right? I guess, yeah. Um, Zay, Zay, what is, what rounds, what is the price of that? Lawrence? Engram Zay Jones. I mean, you don't even have to be at your draft before it's an hour over. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm look. I'm not. So I'm on there now. Uh, even getting. That's kind of interesting. Drafted. Let's let's for once take the gamble that you don't want to be counterintuitive or sort of upside down about everything they do. I mean, Kirk, you, you're saying he's not that good or whatever. Kirk's any other time. team, almost any other team that pays that contract, you want to assume they're going to feed that player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So not that not a new GM, but a new coach, and he's going to call the plays. I don't know. E- Etn is the the first Jacksonville guy. Yeah. You, you go to here. What is that round? Late three. 
for ETN, mid to late three. Oh, I, I don't think he's going that early, is he? Let me see. He's going. Hmm. ETN is going. Where's he going? One, two, three. Oh, yeah, three, four. Three, four turn. So. Um, Got one. <laughs> that's, that's nailed it. Um, ETN. Yeah, I, and, you know, like a Barkley and Jones. I mean, the, the pass catching ability. What's the best case scenario? Yeah. You're drafting ETN there. He catches 70 passes. And he breaks a few because that's who he is. And then you get the double dip if you have Lawrence. And then even if you don't even draft ETN, I mean, I mean the, the Jags are probably not going to be good again, right? So even if you go with you go with a Christian Kirk in the 10th, and then you go with um oh I'm trying, I'm trying to find him. Ingram Zay. Ingram, yeah, I'm trying to find where, where, where Ingram goes. But you go with him in the 10th, you go with Trevor Lawrence in the 15th and then you go Engram in the 13th. I mean, that's a nice, that's a, that's, that, that's a nice cheap stack that if, that if Kirk, if you're right, if, if he's going to be the guy that they feed, cause they paid him so, so, so much money. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be a cheap, a cheap stack and they're, they're going to be playing from behind because they're not going to be very, very good. Um, and, and Trevor Lawrence is a guy that you can get whenever you want because people just are, are, are just out on him because he had such a bad year, but I, I really think it's the, the, I mean, their coach didn't even know, you know, who the best players in the NFL were, you know. So, uh, I think the sharp play is to be out on Lawrence. Really, See, I think he's got the rushing upside though too. Like he does, he does, and I know you say there are lots of people who were, were just fed up last year. He was also on our bare knuckle team, by the way. <laughs> uh, which finished fifth. I mean, I'm making it sound terrible. I'm back in that thing. We've talked about this. I'm, I'm going it. back into that deep end right there. That's, I love but, that. But the, I think the overriding on Trevor Lawrence is you know he's good and, you know, but Urban Meyer. And now Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, quarterback in the league himself, that he makes Trevor Lawrence at worst okay. Yeah. And so I think there, there's a, that's the – sort of the, the majority is over there. And if you want to try to, I don't know how you sort of fade Trevor Lawrence and win your league because of it. I mean, really it's, it's right. not that it's not that much of a power move. It's not that big of a deal. Right. I yeah. get it. But Houston, I mean, Mills was better than Lawrence as a rookie and cooks is better than anybody they have. And Collins was pretty good. And Mechie, they traded up tight end. They have their live, they're losing all the time. They're both losing all the time. I feel like they want to run the ball a lot more than we would want them to. But yeah, you're. But they're not going to have. They're not going to be able to because the running backs aren't necessarily very good. And Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. I would love to. I'd love to see Pierce do something. But I got. I got one for it, and I know you love this. This type of trivia. So, so this is a stack that hasn't been been brought up yet. Ready? Bills. No. God no. They're so. Sand flies. Here come the so Go ahead. Ready? Yep. They're, See the bird, right. by the way? See the bird fly right over my head? No. Oh, I got to watch this back. <laughs> just now? Just this <laughs> No, second? like 10 minutes ago. How, how funny. Um, <laughs> Wasn't my bird. <laughs> oh, no, Nico. Um, all right, ready? So their receiver 1A goes at the 11-2. Their receiver 1B goes at the 12-5. Their tight end 1 goes at the 13-5. New England. No, Ooh. their receiver one C because we don't know who the number one is. It goes at the nineteen one for free, and their quarterback goes at the nine two. Tennessee, no, it's too. It's later than Tennessee, right or no? Tennessee, not it's, it's not Tennessee. It's later than Tennessee. Cleveland, nope. NFC Hall not of Fame Bears. quarterback Rogers, Packers baby. That's a stack that's like if you believe in Rodgers, like you don't even have to believe in any of the other players, Lazard, Watson, um Tanyan. Right. You don't even have to believe you just have to believe in that that he's gonna throw 40 touchdowns. They're wow. gonna catch them. It's so interesting. It's just like who it's that's where we make fantasy football so difficult. Like it doesn't have to be that difficult. If you believe in Rodgers, he's going at the nine two. Those people who are taking Rodgers at nine two have to be stacking him with those guys because they're so cheap. Why would you? You have to. What number quarterback is he? Is he outside of the top twelve? Oh, that's a good question. Let me Should see. be right. 
He is. Maybe he's 11. Where is he? I just can't find anybody in that. QB 14. Yeah, 14. Well, he, 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 in, in this draft I'm looking at, it was QB 14, but he, but he also got taken in the 11th round here. So he's, he's between QB 12, 11, and 14. He's 38. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. You know what should happen? What? Total disaster. <laughs> it could. What it the absolutely. Packers deserve, what they all deserve is yes, you're, the worst you're right. season in franchise history. That's you're what they all deserve. Right. right. All the dumb draft picks. Yeah. Rodgers you know, playing his game last year, then signing right away this offseason, then Adams goes, then again they wait until the second round to draft. They deserve, you know, four and thirteen. No, I absolutely agree with you. To have and you know, if you want, I don't know how deep you want, I don't know how deep you want to go on this, but to have a you know a top to have an elite Hall of Fame quarterback for like 30 plus years and have like you know two Super Bowls. I mean c- come on guys. Let's we're going to, but that how about but that's one? Like, oh you mean Favre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's like, yeah. But you're right. That's why. That's why I, I preface it with: if you believe in Rodgers, like I don't, I don't, I don't really want the offense. Now, the one caveat too is you might want Aaron Aaron Jones because he's going to be a piece of that passing offense. So that might be a situation like Barkley. Where you go, okay, I just got Jones in the third. Now I'm going to start targeting that late cheap uh, Packers stack. I mean, it's not late in the sense that they're going, you know, eleventh. 13th to four. It's not like, you know, free, but it's also somebody's got to catch those touchdowns. Now, if you're someone who thinks that they're absolutely done, like Rogers did, this team is, it's going to be terrible. Then don't touch any of them. But, uh, but I like just blindly believing in Rogers because why not? He was the MVP uh, and just taking those, those guys. Well, you said the right thing. Like you're, you're putting this in the context of if you believe in Rodgers, if it's 100%, put your chips in on Rodgers' instincts, then take whoever you can get from the rest of it. And maybe they add somebody. Maybe it's Will Fuller. You know, there's Julio Jones. There's still guys. Like there's a Emmanuel right. Sanders if he wants to play. There's six or eight interesting veteran wide receivers. <laughs> How do you know the difference? But you know, people talk about when to start drafting or when is too early. If you're right on top of that, the news, then maybe you can luck out and have somebody sign. Like if Julio Jones or Fuller signed with the Packers, like right now. Right. That's a huge swing in drafts. So I think you're right, but. And that would be a little bit of a problem too. Like if they, which they sure could, they, they should, if they add a Will Fuller, or something like that. Now there's now there's too many mouths to feed. We don't. I'm not, we're not wasting six picks on this offense. You know, um, I, I like it kind of where it is. I'm taking. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna attack this stack, it's gonna be Rodgers. It's gonna be Lazard. It's gonna be Tanyan. Um, and it's Watson. gonna be Watkins for free in the nineteenth round. I'll probably pass on Wat on Watson. You know. So why why? Well. A lot of people that I trust think he just doesn't think he's too he's too raw for Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers is just going to hate him so much. Um, physically, I think he's very gifted, but he, I think he's raw, and we know how Rodgers feels about guys that he doesn't trust or lock in with. He just he just won't pass him the ball. They'll, they'll dial up a play, and he'll come to the line and change it and throw it to Aaron Jones out, out in the flat. Like he's just not going to throw it to him if if it doesn't work out. It could it could work out. Is that a deep end shirt, by the way? Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Good idea, bringing up Green Bay. There are a lot of good ones. Bottom line, you have to do it. And second bottom line, never the Patriots. Yeah, never the Patriots. The Patriots want to run. The Patriots, if it was up to them, they would run. And they did in a game this year, last year, run every single play of the game. But who knows which running back even? Like, they're worse than ever. Yeah. Belichick is calling plays or Joe Judge. Oh, God. It's a fantasy wasteland. I think he's just basically here to make us miserable. (laughs) You know, I think he's always kind of been that coach. He can win, too, but not anymore. So he just wants to, you know, sort of flip off the critics. And they drafted two running backs and a quarterback, Adam. Who do they think they are? (laughs) I am. Who do they Um, think they are? They drafted two running backs and a quarterback, not to mention – Tyquan Thompson of Baylor after trading for Devontae Parker, who knows? They're the 
they have the reputation for you don't know what you're going to get, and they're double that right now. They're they are twice the riddle that they've ever been without the offensive coordinator to use as some sort of traction. John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, they drafted two tight ends like two years ago. They're ridiculous. They're both gone. They're ridiculous. We're I mean, I, could do, I would love to do a whole show on them. I mean, every, co- every coach that gets a job there uh, leaves and is te- terrible or they get fired for videotaping. Like, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, you know, if, if you want to do a whole show on them, we could start right now because finally, I think my light is good. Yes. Oh, look at that. You're always flexing with that stinking, unbelievable sunset in the, the background. We should start it. We should. You know what you way, should do but... when you're going to be outside? You need to be like, Adam, sunset says 854 p.m. That's mm-hmm. when we start the show. OK. You know, Thursday, it's supposed to be 80 and sunny again. So on Thursday. If you want, we can go by the sunset. Go by the, the almanac. The well, almanac. I was going to talk you about Thursday offline, off but I think Thursday. What do you? I know it's our dynasty night, but I'm dying to do a an NFL schedule show reveal. Oh, right. Would that well, be fun or what? That'll be done about eight oh five. The schedule will be out at eight oh five, and we'll come yep. on. We can we can open the almanac and determine what time to start. Yeah, that's right. That'd be perfect. <laughs> I'll be buying yeah, I'll sit right here. It will, it will be the same weather. I, you know, I know they say this about places like Hawaii and Miami, but this will be the same weather. The whole thing, like, oh, Buffalo, wait five minutes. Nope. It'll nope. be the same weather on Thursday. Are yeah. you ever around people who are like, oh, the weather people got it wrong? You realize how how rarely they do get it wrong, actually? Um, I'm the uh oh. Sore subject. Listen, everybody else, not Adam. <laughs> yell at your kids. Mute your mic. How many Never be the need? person that what? How many weather people do we need? Isn't there like an app that we don't like that'll just tell me where what like I don't look at the Hawaii weather person. I just look at an app to see what the weather is in Hawaii. Like, isn't there okay. a computer telling okay. telling us what, it, what it's gonna be? Different point. You're trying to move the goalposts on me. Weather That's analytics. See, I'm a big weather analytics guy. Okay. You're, everybody's been at a party in the last week. Where somebody the, the temperature was wrong by five degrees, and somebody <laughs> goes, "Oh, there we, what a surprise!" It's the worst point in human history. They have the science; they are right almost always. Once in a while, it rains when you didn't think it was going to. That is to that that happens. Like, why would that be such a? It's Mother you know, Nature. An outrage. It's mother Nature. I mean, the they're science. off by two degrees sometimes. <laughs> like, well, what? It's good. I'm going to be out here Thursday. We're going to start okay. where the almanac says to start. Okay. And I will show you. I mean, I of, of course, you don't need me to make this point. Listen, 52 minutes. Michael Thomas. What do you think? Can you trust him? No. See There's, you next there, week, guys. There, <laughs> there are other good receivers in that same range. Do you have his ADP? I do. It is. Give me two guys above him, two guys below him. How do I have two? Because there is a good chance that he's value. If he's Michael Thomas, he was wide receiver one two years ago. I know. But he had a Hall of Fame quarterback who was. All right, let's see. Uh, Michael Thomas, where do you think he's going? Because you're pretty good at this. 30. Where is he? He's going in the fifth round. Wide receiver 30. He's going at the. I, I'm looking at the. It doesn't have the, the the numbers on there, but he's going at the five six turn right there with Allen Robinson. I'll count though if you want to talk. Yeah. All right. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-eight, twenty-three, twenty-five. 25. Oh, okay. Do I receive twenty-five? So, so no. If the, if, the, if the weather, if the meteorologist said thirty and it was actually twenty-five, people would <laughs> rip. That's way off. Way That's off. way off. Okay, ready? Thirty. Michael Thomas or Mike Williams? Thomas. Michael Thomas or Marquise Brown? Thomas. New team. Allen Robinson. No, well, I don't want to upset you, but close. I mean, I, I like Robinson. I, I get the argument for Robinson. He was a dog last year. You can't blame everything on the Bears. You know he four or five years of how he's so much of a victim, you know, show up. Show but, up. Co- you know, Cortland Sutton. I like Sutton. Um, Me too. 
Depends on the build, but listen, there's huge upside with Thomas. The risk is, does he want to play for the Saints? You know, what? how deeply rooted is the, the rift? New coach? I don't know. I mean, Olave, two Buckeyes? Maybe he sort of gets into it. And I thought about that. I've thought about that. See, I thought that I would have the Buckeye argument and you would say these guys don't stick and care about playing with with Buckeyes. But but I'm I, I can buy the Buckeye argument. So here's here here's my question. Why don't we just wait? How high what news is going to come out that Michael Thomas what possible news could come out where Michael Thomas would shoot up 3 rounds of ADP? I say if you want Michael Thomas if you're intrigued, I would just wait and take him like when he shows up to camp like and he's looking like he wants to play. How much higher is he going to go? Around? Okay, I'd rather take. I'd rather wait and take him at the, you know, uh, for er, early fourth than take him now at five one, uh, or something like that, and have him not want to play. You know. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I can Darren, be wrong. I mean, how much higher do you think he'll go? Mid third? No, he doesn't go that much higher because what will change? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I like this point. Darren Armani had a a chart about how the bad, quote, bad news on Thomas. I'm always, you know, I should be over here with this, uh, <laughs> air quotes. But there was a little bit of negativity toward Thomas and his injury. Is he going to be ready? And Fantasy Mojo tweeted, drafters didn't seem to care. You knew they knew about it, but they didn't seem yeah. to mind. So that would suggest what? That people think Thomas is at his floor. They're willing to uh, yeah. take him. They're willing to take him where he's going, anyway, over the likes of Cortland Sutton. And I don't know. He's not your wide receiver one. You're doing that. You might be thinking draft two or three more in the coming rounds. Well, you know what's interesting too is I'm over here talking Thomas. I took him. The only football guys draft I've done this year, I took him. We did that live last week or two weeks ago, and now I don't even know anymore. Um, Good boy, and right? I took. I took him as wide receiver 22 at the five, four. So I took him over Mike Williams. I took him over. Now I took him over Allen Robinson, my, but by, and I think I said that was a big mistake. I thought Robinson based on ADP would, could have fallen back to me at the end of the, in the mid sixth, but that didn't happen. But you drafted Jameis. Did I draft? I drafted Lamar and I think I just waited. Yeah. I just, I just took Lamar. Oh, football guys. So one quarterback. Football guys. Yeah. So there, there, there are waivers. Yeah. So okay. I took, I took Kamara. I took Michael, Michael Thomas. Right. Um, and then I think I might have taken another one. I did not t- take another one, but, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I like you said, there is, there is upside, huge upside to my, um, Michael Thomas. He's there's. He's, there's no way he finishes wide receiver one. The quarterback just isn't good enough in the intermediate stuff to be able to get him to. I'm thinking like 160 targets to that year. Uh, that's not that's not going to happen again. I don't think they want Jameis even throwing the ball that that much. So um, maybe he's Jarvis Landry now. Sure. Underneath, I mean, he, he was never a burner like right. Never. He was never a deep ball guy. Yeah. So underneath but that has value i mean I, for a couple of years there i'm like jarvis landry is the key to happiness i mean that's just so many targets so many points ppr points um does michael thomas know that like i'm wondering if he knows like oh my god drew Brees was my saving grace like maybe i don't want to go out there and embarrass myself <laughs> hey. who knows What's he didn't going play at all last life. year for one reason or another. I mean, I don't know anything about him personally, but uh, he's a tough one in these. And I, I keep coming back to the point, you could always draft someone else, those guys in that range. Yes. But guys like that, there is huge upside if you buy in and it works. Absolutely. I mean, we saw it last year. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Chase. Guys, Chase. Uh, a couple rounds later, Mike Williams, you know, who would have saw Jalen Waddle having that t- type of year? Yeah, there's absolutely uh, that that type of stuff. And, and right. again, I'll probably just wait. I mean, I took him in his football, guys, but I'll probably just end up waiting. And, and if he shows up to camp and everything looks hunky-dory, then I'll start drafting him. And the, 
in the fourth because or even yeah the fourth maybe even late third because he's fine he's good they're they're gonna they're not they're not a great team and anymore so they're gonna have to throw the ball a little bit more um and that's a fairly cheap stack you know you get you get him let me see where where uh what's his face is going there Olave, where's where's Olave going? Round ten, you know, you get him and Olave for a fourth and a tenth. I like it. We're officially paying double on the broadband because we are over an hour. Oh boy! So here from uh, well Canada and the U.S. Thank you for watching and listening to the Deep End. See you Thursday by the Almanac. Are we going? No, not like B U I buy, but just we'll go buy the almanac. Buy the almanac. To determine what. To, are we going like sunset time is kickoff? Uh yeah, of course. Like this right now is a postcard. Okay, oh. what, what what I'm looking at right now. I might okay. need a jacket. It gets into the 60s. It's it's terrible. Who'd want to live in Western New York? 60s at night in May, early May. It's got to be just brutal. But on the show, I'm also going to be booking my flight to LA for the Bills Thursday night game against the Rams. So we're we got a lot of stuff going on that, that do you, night. Do you think it's likely? No, not after they got the Monday night or week two. But it's still it's still a coin flip for it's me. It's live. It's live. I think it's, I think it's a coin flip. It's Baltimore, live. Did you hear Buffalo Baltimore Thanksgiving? Is is that official? No, uh, oh. but at six thirty. There was a tweet from the CEO of Snapback Sports and Underdog that it was going to be Bills Ravens Thanksgiving night. Oh my! I don't know if that's changed. Where is that? Ashland, Massachusetts, neutral site. No, Baltimore. A Baltimore. Okay, I didn't know if it was over. What? I'm like Ashland, Massachusetts. Like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> I'm like, what does that have to do with Thanksgiving? Is that where they had the first one? No, yes. Plymouth. no, that wasn't Plymouth, there. Mass. Uh, <laughs> Bill's Ravens. Is that where they had the first one? Let's have a game at Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. Where's this idea been? (laughs) (laughs) It's been in Western New York. What do you mean? Where everything else fantasy related is. That's right. Bill's Ravens at Plymouth Rock. All right. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Nice chat. See you, Adam. See you guys.